Check, check, one, two, one, two. Here we go, here we go. It's again. Uh, I'm going to get right into the pocket here. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I'm your host, Rob Cantrell. Uh, I have an exciting show for you today. I have a lot to talk about. Um, but I, let's just go right to the coffee. Uh, I got my iced coffee. I got Colombian beans. They were, today is the end of October, and these were roasted. The beans were roasted on October 9th, uh, October 18th. And so they're very fresh. But this bag of beans was a pound and cost me $7. That's a way to, if you want to find out, like to get high-end coffee, a lot of it's just finding when it's roasted. But I've been sampling a lot of different coffee. Yesterday I had to get a, a coffee at Blue Bottle, which is very expensive. It's like above Starbucks, but it's run really clean and orderly, and the coffee is just ridiculously good. Um, But I'll get into that. I'm just going to warn you right now on this episode, this is going to be a very name-droppy episode. I'm going to drop a lot of names on this episode, uh, showbiz names, because I had a really exciting night last night. Um, I'll hit a little bit of cannabis here. I'm not smoking that much, but to do this podcast is a great excuse for me to uh, smoke and talk and just get a lot off my mind. I just stretched. I just meditated. So I'm doing all the right things. Uh, So I deserve a little bit of cannabis because I was out late last night. and, And I'm getting... I was out late last night. And let me... And it's actually, it's not even 11 o'clock in the a.m. yet. Wow. That's exactly what the doctor ordered. (laughs) Um, Because I'm just, my mind is racing right now. Um, I'm still, you know, there's a lot of stagnation. Not a lot, but... uh, You know, I'm just lining things up, and I actually just got a new manager, and I actually got a new agent for to go out for doing commercials. So a lot of that took a lot of willpower, a lot of just like shaking a lot of trees and figuring that all out. In terms of like show business and doing comedy and doing films and doing movies and all of that, um, you know, I'm most comfortable in the stand-up realm. But even engaging with agents and managers because of my anxiety can be tricky. Sometimes I'm good. Sometimes I just click with people. But other times, you know, it's just a it's a wild dance in terms of you got to do your art. You got to do your art. You got to do your art. Get your art good. Get your art good. And then there's a whole other side, you know, show and business, as they say, are two different worlds. Uh, then there's the business side. And that is something as I get older, you know, I have to provide uh, for my family. So it's like, I have to, you know, kind of batten down the hatches and figure 
out how to step up to the next level um, because I do want to direct movies. I do want to do a TV series um, and we're getting really close. The PMA Project, you can check out my short film. If you haven't checked out my short film project, it's called PMA, Positive Mental Attitude. Um, it's all on my Twitter, at Rob Cantrell Twitter. Twitter video has gotten really good, if you haven't figured that out. Um, and I did the thing where you could uh, type in the words so you don't even have to listen. You know, I really think, you know, the streaming wars are happening. Because uh, everybody's watching everything on video or short-term video or on their laptop or on their phone. Um, people watch... I think people watch... What do people watch TV for? Maybe movies, series, shows, you know, um, and sports. But last night was crazy, man. Um, so yesterday was just a wild day. Let me just run through it. Um, I had to, you know, I had to uh, get up and get out and get everybody rolling. And then I had to, I had a meeting with a new commercial agent to go out for commercials. Everybody said, you know, Rob, you could, you could do commercials. You know, you would look great for that. Uh, you, you know, you're funny. You do stand up. But that is another like acting hustle. There's a little bit of a lottery factor to that whole thing. And a lot of it's just getting an agent to put you out for stuff. Or you have somebody that comes through. But I met with some people yesterday and that was in the morning. And it was really kind of nerve wracking because you got to bring like all your headshots and, and resumes. And I had to kind of get all this stuff together to present to them to go out on commercial auditions. And uh, so there was a lot of anxiety with that and just wondering if it was going to work out. But then I just clicked with the person. It went great. So I don't know. Maybe I'll, you might see me in a commercial soon. Uh, but, I, you know, that kind of went great. And I'm, you know, they're working with me. But then right when I got home and I was like sending out thank you notes, you know, you got to hit when you do like an interview thing, you always got to do the thank you note. Um, so sending out thank you notes, lining up. I had a show yes tomorrow night that I was really psyched on called Jokes and Smokes. Uh, but I got a call from Tracy Morgan's assistant at noon right after I got out of the meeting and was like, hey, Tracy wants to invite you out to the Dolomite Is My Name premiere in New York City at this private is the premiere um, wants to invite you and roll in with you and you know the guys that open for him the guys and girls that open for him our crew Pat Brown Mark Theobald Artie Fuqua and uh, Roberto Vanderpool um, who's all great stellar stand-up comics and actors and comedians um, so he invited his whole like opening crew because he was gonna go and make an appearance and Eddie Murphy was gonna make an appearance uh, it was at this great theater on 57th Street, right by the river. It's like this classic landmark uh, movie theater. And, uh, yeah, we all had to meet up out in New Jersey and, uh, and meet up and uh, roll into the city. Like, there was this designated spot to meet up. And then we all got into Tracy Morgan's... Uh, you know, limousine, it was like a Sprinter van, like Mercedes van thing. And then he had a couple friends 
from his neighborhood that he grew up in, and he just invited everybody out to the movies, and it was a blast, man. I saw Dolomite Is My Name premiered for Netflix at this landmark theater, and it was the funniest fucking movie, man. I had so much fun watching it. Um, it's all so fresh in my mind, so I wanted to get it out there, but the premiere party, there was like Charlemagne the God uh, from radio, and then there was Ice-T, the rapper, and his girl Coco. They were sitting right behind us, or right in front of us, and then behind us was like the lady, Caroline, uh, the, the woman that owns Caroline's Comedy Club. It was just like, and then there was like some other big podcasters that I saw, uh, and then Jeff Ross was there, and then Rachel Feinstein. Uh, Rachel is a great stand-up comedian, hilarious, and she does a podcast with Amy Schumer and Keith Robinson, but I've known her for like 17 years. Like all these guys in comedy, you know, um, yeah, I've known them for, you know, almost 20 years, or worked with them. So uh, it's like a fun work, schmooze, Holly, you know, you know, it's definitely everybody. And then who walks in? Spike Lee walks in. And then the dude from The Sopranos was there. Um, and this was all to watch the movie. And uh, it was sick. We went in and we could get anything we wanted. The concession stand. I got a big ass pretzel from the Bronx. It was called this Bronx pretzel. It was huge. Then I had the mustard and everything, and then free popcorn, and we watched the fucking movie, and then afterwards, there was an after party, and I'm standing there with Pat Brown, we were taking pictures in front, if you haven't seen, Dolomite, my name, I mean, I went through a huge Dolomite phase, like, I love Dolomite, if you love hip-hop, you gotta like Dolomite, but if you love comedy, you gotta like Dolomite, if you like music, you gotta like Dolomite, um, Film, comedy, music, like Dolomite was uh, just very funky, very dope. And it was like an uh, early, late 70s black exploitation film series done by a comedian called Rudy Ray Moore, who was a nightclub comedian that put on this persona and then put out these underground comedy records with music and language it was like early rap um and so he worked at a record store i don't i could sit here and tell the whole movie but i don't want to uh i'll just say it's the most amazing it's one of the best movies i definitely have seen in a while and if you like eddie murphy if you like coming to america if you like i mean uh harlem nights it's a really great eddie murphy movie it's amazing and all the performances are amazing it has uh Key and Peele, the, uh, it has the guy from Key and Peele, it has um, Craig Robinson, it has um, Wesley Snipes, it has um, Bob Odenkirk, it has uh, Snoop Dogg, it is a, the cast is amazing, it's one of the most amazing films, man it's funny. And Craig Robinson, like, uh, I know Craig Robinson, he's from The Office, but I've worked with him. I opened for him on a bunch of shows, um, even early on. I think I've said this on the podcast, like, I opened for Craig, Craig Robinson in, uh, in, where was it, in Arizona, in Tempe, at the Improv. The show was me, Gary Goldman, and Craig Robinson, and it was the first time I worked 
the Tempe Improv by myself. Like, I didn't come in with another headliner. I just asked him for a weekend. Um, and I just got off Last Comic Standing, but I wasn't headlining. Like, I, I that, sh- that was the weird thing about my run on... Not that it was weird. It was all awesome and amazing and a fun ride. But I was three years into comedy. And comedy... Stand-up comedy. And stand-up comedy hadn't, like... It's not where it is now, definitely. Um, and it definitely wasn't seen on TV that much as it is now. And uh, and it definitely... Uh, um, it was just a lot more underground. Um, and when I got on there... Oh, yeah, the road wasn't figured out. Like, the road game was a whole lot different than it is now. Um, nobody knew of the show. It wasn't, I was on it the first year, so it was like brand new, and nobody knew of me. I just did San Francisco scene and Sacramento scene. I never have an agent or a manager or anything. And then I got on that show, but I worked with Craig Robinson at the first time I ever worked at Tempe, second time I worked at Tempe Improv. Um, I worked at a couple, a couple, few more times. It's an amazing club, and it, but it was run by this wild dude. Uh, but it's a like a legendary club, and I got to work there with Craig Robinson and Gary Goldman years ago. I'm talking 2004, 2005. But uh, so I've known Craig forever, and we got along that weekend. But I remember he would crank Nirvana on at the end of the show, and this one time because I was the MC, and I would bring everybody on and off. And uh, and he one time I said, "Ladies and gentlemen," and this was before he was on The Office. They, he was just this piano comedy, and he would just kill. He was just hilarious, dude. Um, he blew up at the... Um, he did the big Montreal Comedy Festival, and he had a really great set, and it was just great timing. He has great timing. He's just <laughs> he's a musician with great timing, and he was amazing in the movie Dolomite. Uh, Dolomite is my name. He's one of Dolomite's friends, but also gives them shit, and uh, and it's all about like friends and coming together and working hard for a goal and messing up and getting back on and man, it is amazing, hilarious. The music, the costumes, the sets, the lighting, the actors, the casting. Oh my god! You know, I just haven't absorbed it, but. I guess last, but I even, but then the experience was so amazing. The experience was just, man, I've never experienced anything like that. To see the movie, oh, and then we were in a restaurant afterwards, and uh, in the food there, they had, it was like all those stars uh, and just mingling about, and the food was amazing. Like they were bringing out these, uh, I got to meet Rachel Feinstein's uh, husband, and he's a fireman. I talked to him. He was really funny and cool. And uh, yeah, I saw Jeff Ross. I gave Jeff Ross a pound. Jeff Ross's cousin, Ed Larson, is a good friend of mine. Jeff Ross was always like a famous comedian to me. So he's always kind of, he's just so official. Um, So I've always been a little standoffish. He's a great comedian, great roast, great producer, great actor. Um, he's up there, man. Uh, 
but I gave him a pound and I said, gave him a, I said, how's Ed, you know, shout out to Ed, shout out to Jeff Ross, but they were break. the food there was amazing, man. They had these little ice cream cones that were filled with salmon and caviar. And, uh, I was just eating those. And then they had these great international, like cooked in soft dough, like pork in the middle. I don't know. They were like, they were almost like dumplings, but like bur half burrito clam things that were just amazing that you could just grab and uh, and chow down on. And then there was, the wine was flowing. They just had free wine, whatever you want. Um, the place was just taken care of. And uh, yeah, I just kind of hung out and uh, said hello, because I knew the whole road crew was there and I known Tracy's friends, a bunch of them. I wrote, I've been on, a, he always brings like a couple friends on the road um, from his old neighborhood, like no, mostly just his old high school. He went to this like South Bronx, like legendary big high school that they were saying, the thing about New York, like there's like, there's so many different people here and so many different people from showbiz and definitely like old showbiz. Like I think, and I, what was that? I went to that, yeah. Was that a funeral? Not the funeral, the cemetery down here. There's like this really large cemetery in Brooklyn. But all these like famous playwrights and like the dude that produced the Beatles and, um, you know, all the Ramones, they all are like got family in this like big old graveyard down there. It's cr New York's an awesome place. And last night was a, just an awesome New York experience. I do love it, man. I, you know, the thing about New York, like I always say, is like it's tough, but there is love there in the middle, you know, because you have nights like that. Um, yeah, the movie was amazing. The movie's funky, and the Dolomite movie, like Wesley Snipes. First, Eddie Murphy just kills it. Okay, Eddie Murphy is the movie. Eddie Murphy is hilarious, and he's doing so much. That's what's freaking me out a little bit is that he's acting he's producing he's doing comedy he's singing he's dancing he's making he like everything's for the last it's just just a great piece of art man it is just a great dolomite the movie is a, and i get the, the the cool thing about it was is like right when the movie started they had a couple of the filmmakers the the writers, the original writers of the script, because the script is all about Rudy Ray Moore's life and how he came from working at a record store to becoming like a singer, comedian, and then changing his persona into this super character. And then he made movies, like seven movies that grossed over like seven, like the first one grossed over $7 million. Um, Bob Odenkirk plays this great film agent. It's amazing. Bob Odenkirk's a great actor. And there was somebody from Breaking Bad sitting in front. I haven't watched that much Breaking Bad. I know it's awesome. I've, I watched it a little bit, but it's just so dark. You know me. I do like, I mean, I watched one time. I binged out like on three and it was just like, whoa. Um, Let me crawl underneath the quilt for about four hours after that. <laughs> uh, you know, I like the sunshine. Dude, yes, and yesterday, I don't know, the sunshine came out. When I was going to meet, do that meet with that commercial agent, I just stood there in the sunshine. It's been kind of dark and damp and 
autumn is upon us, man. The leaves are changing. The time is changing. Uh, it's Scorpio season. I don't know what that means, but that's what they say. So hopefully uh, good things will happen for everybody. Um, I don't know. Fall, change, zen. Um, but yeah, I, got, I think I just got so excited. Um, but the thing is, I had to cancel a show. But you have to cancel a show. Um, when Tracy calls to go do something, it's just a, you know, an icon and Tracy's uh, just being around him. He's done comedy for so long and he knows everybody. Um, yeah, Spike Lee was there. I, I turned around and Spike Lee walks by me. Oh yeah, Eddie Murphy walked right by me. My friend Pat Brown got a picture with him and talked to him. Um, but he was, he seemed really approachable. He, like, we, we were standing in this restaurant, like, I just didn't want to bother him. But we were standing in this restaurant, and all and all these little kids see him through the window. They were like fourteen year old kids, and they were looking at Eddie Murphy like, "Yo, Eddie, Eddie!" Like he was just uh, even you know. I think from all the child, he's done so many child movies, children movies. He's done so many movies, so it's just like everybody knows him. Um, but Pat Brown spoke to him. He was cool, and they had a, you know, they had a great exchange, and. Uh, yeah, he was wearing like a just a cool ass uh, um, sweatshirt, and uh, just rolled in and hung out at the party. And there was the dude from The Sopranos and the iced tea. It was wild. I was just so amazed. I just stepped back, man. I didn't step back fully. I just talked to whoever I talked to and um, tried not to bump into anybody. And mostly just to support Tracy and just be there with him. So I was hanging with him. And his buddies and the road crew. Artie Fuqua was there. It was great to see all those guys. I haven't toured with them um, in a while. Tracy hasn't been touring or doing shows. He's just concentrating on the new season. But uh, of Last OG. Um, but I'm booking some stuff in December. Um, I'm just sending those dates out. But it looks like I am going to be in Michigan. I'll put those links up and that's what we're putting together right now. And I got to send this email out this morning, but I'm doing like central Michigan the second week of December. Look out for that. Um, and check, make sure you like and subscribe the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I'll say this, I'm getting yesterday, the numbers are going up. So thank you. Thank you. I love doing this podcast. I love drinking coffee. I love, um, it's kind of like a little bit about therapy for me. Um, it's a way to get some things out, um, but also um, try to, you know, zen it out, man. Zen it out. Keep up the positive vibes. Um, yeah, last night was a lot of positive vibes. It was all positive vibes. Um, and the whole night, the only thing is, I got on the subway on the wrong direction. At the end, like, uh, I, I had to just break out at the night, um, and I took the subway home, <laughs> which is New York, man, which is, uh, and I don't like driving. Too much anxiety for driving. I mean, I can do it. In California, I drove, um, and it felt good. I mean, I could do it, because I drove all around D.C. and uh, Virginia growing up, and I had a car in California when I lived in LA. I had the 200SX Nissan. Uh, 
That's when I was single, living in Hollywood, 2000, what would that be, 3 to 2005? Those were some wild, uh, cool, awesome years when I got on Last Comic Standing and then I was, I had a one, I had a studio right in Koreatown for about two years, but I was always on the road. Not always. I was either begging for, that's how I ended up meeting Craig Robinson because I was begging for gigs. Um, just, I was learning how to uh, book myself and go out on the road and, um, and live in Los Angeles and move into a new town. And LA is a tough town, man. It's a tough town mentally and especially in show business. Um, but it's also an awesome town. You know, it's just show business, which there's no rhyme or reason. It's just, it goes the way it goes. But that town runs on it. And it's kind of, you know, uh, it's a little bit all over the place. And it's big. And it's burly. And, uh, but there's great beaches. And the weather's amazing. I have no problem with California. I love it. Um, but I also love New York. And, um... I think just found, finding that balance. I love everywhere. Like, I think you just gotta... My new thing is to be a verb. Is <laughs> just keep it moving, man. Just keep it moving. Because um, this Dolomite movie was all about, you know, a lot of... Um, you know, it's sad about racial doors being closed. But also just, like, down and out. And this guy just, like put this movie together, had a vision. A lot of it's all about your vision. I gotta get a, uh, a vision board <laughs> or whatever that dream board is where you put like, yo, I want this, I want this. Because I have been working on visualizing and picturing like money in my pocket <laughs> and, uh, and picturing, you know, um, getting on television and um, how, to, and then by picturing that you work through how you're gonna do it. So that's been helping with my stand up and you know I have been taping myself more with all this technology it's just a lot easier than it was when I started in terms of like you know uh videotape this phone I'm doing this whole podcast from this phone and I am getting um sponsors coming at me it looks like uh I'm going to be interviewing a couple different cannabis companies I guess it's getting out there to the cannabis community. And uh, shout out to the cannabis community, whoever they may be. But yeah, I guess I've been a part of the cannabis community for a long time. Shout out Danny Danko. Shout out Normal. The National Organization of Reform Marijuana Laws. Um, which I've done like lots of free shows for and done shows for and you know done videos for and uh you know fundraisers and hung out invited them to my shows um yeah it's uh i just yeah i've always thought about legalization the legalization of cannabis and how good it would be for society in terms of the environment in terms of mental health but you have to also be you know careful with it I guess is the process that would be cool about um 
the legalization is, I do know the more I know about cannabis, the better the experience is. And, you know, because it's like you can know how, you know, everybody has different uh, styles and dosages or when they want to use it or when they don't want to use it and the option of CBD. And I guess there's all these other elements in the plant that are going to be good for well-being. Um, I don't know. I get. I know when I start talking deep about cannabis. I mean, I'm I'm surface level. I'm just an enjoyer and uh, believer that it w- does do my life better. And for society, I think it would be a to get it out of the black market. I guess it was my whole gist of that last ramble. Um, you know, because yeah, it's a it's people have gone to jail for cannabis. So that's such a weird fucking thing and I did three nights in New York City uh, for a half a roach it was you know it was brutal um, all for a plant all for uh, what I'm looking at right now I've been watering my plants and I got this I got this snake plant you can look it up I wonder if I just google snake plant um, but it has these it cleans out the air And, um, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, dude, Viper Bowstring Hemp? Oh, wow. Is a species of flowering plant in the family of a native to tropic Africa and Nigeria, east of the Congo. Um, the mother-in-law's tongue, the Viper's, the hemp. Is it part hemp? Cultivation use. Okay, yeah. It's now used prominently as an ornamental plant outdoors in warmer climates. It's a house plant. I don't know. Where did I get this thing? Like, I think it's good for the air. Well, all plants are good for the air. Um, St. George Sword. Mother-in-law's tongue. <laughs> yeah, check out the snake plant. But I think, oh, there it is. As a result, okay. The microscopic pores on the plant's leaves, called the stomata, and used to exchange gases, are only opened at night to prevent water from escaping via evaporation in the hot sun. As a result, stored oxygen is released at the opening of the stomata at night. Unlike most plants, which continuously exchange gases during the day. Huh. to ask about that well I don't know I don't want to be rambling about this snake plant for too long I think I should have some more um, seltzer but the music the music really 
so good. Like I said, Craig Robinson's a great musician in the music there because he does his stand-up and then he does some comedy, some music, which I've always done too, so I kind of relate to Rudy Ray Moore. I would definitely say he was a big influence. And he was a big influence on all of hip-hop. That was the, you know, the trippy thing about him. He was doing rhyme schemes to music very early on. But so was... Um, but so was like Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, the greatest of all time. But he was doing early raps, and you can also say James Brown as well. Um, I think it's always just been in there. A certain type of atonal singing, poetry. Uh, but I don't know if it's always been in, not hip hop. Hip hop kind of came out of nothing. You know, that's. That's where the nucleus of good art or something beautiful happens is when it comes out of nothing, you know, when it comes out of just pure, not nothing, love, you know, just for the love of the thing. Um, and then that hopefully maybe generates success. But in the beginning, it's more about the love of just doing that thing. And then it gains momentum. I think that's where comedy is kind of at, too. Um, with stand up and it's it's you know it's it's out there in so many different platforms. But I I get it. It is fun and funky, and you know it's it is the thing about it is it's it's different than music. It's a little bit different than music, and I think society is so overloaded with music because music taps emotionally. Comedy kind of taps in your head, <laughs> and it taps in your soul by laughing, you know, because there's just nothing better than a good laugh. You know, that's that's the good stuff. And that's what's tricky about comedy. But last night I laughed a ton. Last night it was kind of cool because, you know, I do a lot of stand-up and I am getting older and I kind of, I know it and I'm doing great gigs. I just, you know, I'm going to pick and choose where I go just a little bit more. Because, but you can't ever get cocky with stand-up. That's the thing. Um, but, you know, you just have to listen to your own rhythm and your own pace. And as I get older, I got a different pace. I got a different rhythm. And I got so much experience. Um, but you know where to work out and do, you know, kind of do when... Because I guess what I'm saying is it was nice to take a night off. But I was looking forward to this gig. Because I had this gig out in Queens, which was like, you know, these younger cats. And it was like a scheduled smoke and joke. It was like a scheduled, like, cannabis um, enthused uh, comedy show. Which is, uh, they're popping up all over the place. And um, you see it more and more. And this has been going on for like a couple of years. So I was on one, I was getting paid, but I got that call, I had to cancel it. The dude didn't get back to me, he might be pissed. Um, but I had, you know, when Eddie Murphy and Tracy Morgan call, or a gig out in Queens uh, for a few bucks and some maybe free weed, um, you gotta go with Tracy Morgan and Eddie Murphy if you're in fucking show business. Um, but I was looking forward to that gig. But uh, I had to cancel that. And it was nice just to take a night off, and I laughed. The thing about comedy is like you're dealing. I do so much stand up, and I see so much stand up. So I'm always seeing comedy. You do get kind of numb to it, unless you look at things with fresh eyes, and that's what I'm trying to do a lot more. You know, 
that's the whole thing about being in the moment is looking at things with fresh eyes and appreciating the moment and I got to appreciate it last night but I'm appreciating right now like right now you know just being is dope <laughs> you know just being is fucking dope I gotta put some uh Vaseline on my lips like right now and that's gonna be good because it's uh it's that this is actually cocoa butter Vaseline and it tastes amazing and it helps heal dry lips and that's what I got right now too much coffee and wheat <laughs> uh not too much um just enough and enough seltzer so I've been making my own cold brew, which I've been doing for years, you know? So I got that great bag of beans of coffee. You know, it's like a pound for like $6.99. It was made like a week ago. It's Colombian beans. It's just in this brown bag, no graphic design. Uh, so I got that and I ground them up and I put them in yesterday. The thing about doing cold brew, what I do is, you know, I grind, if you got one of those $99 like little electric grinders, just one of those. You put one of those into just your standard um, French press, and then you fill it full of water and you put it in the refrigerator the the day before. I put mine in right before I left at like three o'clock p.m. So this was cold brew has been, you know, and you cook it by being cold. That's the crazy thing, man. Hot and cold, man. Uh, those are two different things, man. And it's so crazy that it has to get to a certain temperature where it starts to cook. And it, uh, it gets so cold that it actually cooks or turns over the coffee. That's what coffee is, is when you pour hot water on it, you kind of cook it up. And uh, I guess it releases um, the caffeine oil type thing. And then that's the same way you do with iced coffee, but it has to be like six or seven hours. But the longer you do it, you know, some places are like, yo, this is like 12 hour cold brew. Like it's been brewing in the refrigerator. It just means it's been in the refrigerator for X amount of time. But the longer you do it, the more rich it gets and the more caffeine I think it gets. And this is just like, um, this is like grease lightning. Um, this is like those nitro cold brews. Starbucks. I almost got that. I almost went to Starbucks because I was an hour early to this meeting and I hadn't had any coffee. And um, I uh, somebody gave me a little bit of an edible, so I nibble on that before I go to bed to sleep. And it's actually been working. Um, just because I'm g going through a lot of stuff and I just need my uh, my sleep. But uh, right before this meeting, I needed a cup of coffee. Uh, I didn't have any beans at home. And I had to buy a cup. And that's why I decided to go to Blue... What is that place? Um, Blue Bottle. And I got an iced coffee. I got a cold brew from them. Man, it was fucking lightning. And Starbucks has that n nitro cold brew. I'll, I'll go sample all of these. I need to... That's what I love about this podcast. There's the possibilities is endless, you know, and I do keep it free form and I change the music up and it's going to be always evolving and growing. And I got new guests on the horizon. So my idea last night 
was to take my microphone. I wasn't going to take it out at the Eddie Murphy thing. Uh, but I do it when I went to the kind of cannabis friendly, uh, cannabis friendly show in Brooklyn. <clears throat> I was going to take my microphone and record from there and do a podcast with a couple of the comedians um, at night. So look out for that. I'm going to do those type of ideas coming up. Because I could take this thing in everywhere, you know? That's what I love about the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Uh, it's very mobile. Because <laughs> it's just me in this, uh, in this lavalier mic. But um, I do have some guests coming up. So this founders of these cold brew company has been reaching out. And then a couple of cannabis companies have been reaching out. In the, oh, it was like CBD cold brew. I'll tell you more about it when things get worked out. But, uh, but I, come at me. If you guys, I mean, right now, this, uh, the cannabis industry is moving and growing. And, uh, you know, I've written for High Times. And I have <clears throat> done shows for normal for years. I've been pro-cannabis. And as it gets legal, I love that L.A., they have the new, the first cannabis cafe, Lowell Farms. And they have the best pre-rolls. I've been checking out their Instagram. I gotta follow those dudes on Instagram. Um, check out my Instagram. My Instagram is Rob eighty eight Cantrell. Uh, right now, there's some. Uh, yeah, this is uh, that's the Dolomite theme song right there. Uh, but uh, that was from my from my IG movies. I've been posting some pictures from my IG movies from last night at the Dolomite New York City premiere. Um, but then I, I had that blue bottle. That blue bottle, that shit was fucking fire. But I think that was African coffee. African coffee I've had before. The beans there are great. Now everybody knows my theory about, not everybody, but it is my theory that I think America should be growing their own beans. But the best places that have beans are in America are some of the best beans in the world. Uh, Puerto Rico has great coffee beans, and Hawaii has great coffee beans. That's who we should be buying our beans. Well, we could buy from Africa, and we could buy from Colombia. You just got to keep moving the beans around. Because there's a lot of days in life, and maybe there's not. But one of the things I like to do is drink coffee in life. and um, But I drink a lot of it, so it's nice to change it up. It Actually, I was listening to the Earl Grey episode. That was one of my favorite episodes. Just to change it up, uh, just to have some Earl Grey. We're going to do some teas. And we're going to do some uh, more uh, premieres and more shows uh, as I take this around. You know, I want to take this out to coffee shops. Like, I had a great list somebody gave me of the best 20, the 20 best coffee shops in New York City. Um, and some of them were in Brooklyn. But maybe I could do that as just like boom, 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 boom. I mean, the ideas are very fruitful. Mm, that's some good seltzer. Um, Yeah, I'm, the last night inspired me so much. Like, I definitely excited about putting this album together. Um, 
this new like because I want to put some new music on there I want to put some old music on there I want to put some old clips on there and I want to put some new clips on there but that it's just like I'm developing this folder of all this old stuff and kind of going to try to remix some of it and it'll give me an opportunity and space to maybe maybe I need to take a I mean I've been making so many different beats for this podcast I need to maybe look over all these beats and maybe take the one of the best ones and try to produce something on it. Last night was just the film was just so well produced. Uh, Dolomite is my name, which is going to be on Netflix. Everybody can watch it. I think everybody everybody is going to watch it. The cast is amazing, and the film is amazing. Um, and it is funky. It is funny, and it's lovable, and the characters are amazing. Um, and it's fun to watch. Like, I could watch that again. Definitely. <laughs> I could do that. Uh, I could watch that right now again. It was, uh, it was just a great, great film. I think that's just one of those times when a lot of artists in the right company or in the right, just the right, right, the timing. And, but it seemed like another like level of concerted effort to make something really good and great, but loose and fun. Like it didn't, it wasn't overthought. It was, and that's the best art. And that's the best way of life is not to think, <laughs> not to think, think by not thinking, <laughs> which is the best way to be, you know, the most natural way to be. And it's the easiest thing and the hardest thing. It's all new to me, man. It's all new to me. Like, um, every day's just like, you know, it's that it, every day's like a, just a new day. This coffee's run down, down to a little bit of the uh, juice, juice. I'll get some more coffee here in a minute. Um, I do have a big day. I have to edit this. We're a day late. I usually try to get these up Thursday. Thanks for hanging in there till Friday. Please tell everybody about this podcast. If you're enjoying this, come along with this ride. We're at episode 39. I mean, 49. Holy shit. So 50, I want to make some big changes. And 100, I want to make, not big changes, just, you know, just some changes in the artwork and the guests and the production. But I also don't want to overthink it and I don't want to overproduce it. And just keep it as it is, you know. Oh, not as it is, but you know, keep it fun and loose because I'm doing this every week, you know, a lot. And it it makes me a better podcaster and it makes me a better artist and it makes me, um, try harder to be funny. Um, just, you know, talking here for an hour. Like I love these solo ones. Uh, you know, they're a lot easier in some ways. They're a lot harder in some ways. They're just different. Everything's just different. Um, but uh, I love you guys listening to this podcast. Uh, I do have some um, tour dates. I got some a cool show coming up uh, in November. Oh, Subculture on November 19th. It's downtown. It's on a show called If You Build It. It's a part of the UCB, but it's at this like new venue, like theater house music venue. And that's no, and those shows pack out. So, you know, I'll just be doing like 10, 20 minutes. But those, 
uh, with a bunch of other people. I don't know how many. I haven't done, no, usually like four. Maybe I'll do like 10 minutes. It's like 10 to 15 minutes. Um, but then I'm headlining. If you want to see me do an hour, I'm going to be at the Fairfield Comedy Club November 22nd uh, in Connecticut. Yeah, the Fairfield Comedy Club in Fairfield, Connecticut. I'm headlining Friday, November 22nd. Um, so that should be fun. Got to make sure they get that up on the map. On their site. Let's see if they got this thing. No. Yeah, I'm going to get on them. Put that on there. Huh. Yeah, I get them. Put that link up there. Uh, and the links will be up there. So check that out. Because uh, I'm going to send those emails out right now after that. And then um, also going to be in Michigan the second week of December. Also, like and subscribe to this podcast. If you want to sponsor this podcast, if you work in the cannabis industry, the comedy industry, the uh, industry of being funky and free, um, hit me up at contact at Rob Cantrell. No creeps, no weirdos, positive vibes, um, all day, drinking seltzer, smoking some herb. Uh, I definitely want to do some more CBD. Like, I definitely want to get more CBD in my life. Um, Because I did do a stretch today. I didn't put on my music during my stretch. That was the different thing about my stretch today. And I tried to keep everything around 15 minutes. So I stretched and I meditated. But I had anxiety that I had to do this podcast. So I was in the moment. But I had fun doing this podcast. You know, we're getting there. Um, at the time when I should wrap it up and I just want to say thank you and uh, I appreciate you listening and supporting and peace and love and uh, be good and, and or you know just be be alright uh, I'll see you later